This podcast is sponsored by Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. My name is Patch and this is a special episode all about a Bristol City footballer known as Jackie Jakonowski. Known to all as Jackie, but named Darius Jakonowski, was a Polish international striker with 62 international caps. But in the early 90s, he became an Ashton Gate icon. In this special episode, we'll hear from those that played with him, reported on him and those that simply watched him from the terraces. So he was signed from Celtic by Jimmy Lunsdon on the 17th of January 1992 and scored a goal on his debut the very next day in a 2-2 home draw with Southend, followed by a majestic performance and another goal in a famous 2-1 FA Cup win at Leicester City and it made him an instant hero to most City fans. His footwork, ball skills, football in brain singled him out as a special talent, the likes of which we've only seen flashes of since at Bristol City. He made 55 appearances for City and scored nine goals and on the day we released this podcast he turns 60. So I've got a few people with me now um, who are going to bring back some memories of Jackie Jakonowski. And first, I'm going to come to reporter Richard Latham. Richard, how are you, sir? Very good, thank you. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on Jakonowski. What comes to your mind when you hear the name Jackie Jakonowski? Leicester City, away in the FA Cup. Um, a game I attended and reported on. Um, it was match of the day on TV because so many other games were off that day and it was a frozen pitch. Andy Leaning, who we'll hear from him in, in a minute, I know, it, uh, played in that game. Uh, as did Junior Bench, who had a wonderful game. But uh, the star was Jackie. And I've, I've got in front of me, if you bear with me a second, a report, a report I wrote on that game, which is headlined in the Bristol Evening Post, City's pole star is such a dazzler. Jackie Magic sets up fifth round clash. And if I just read you the intro and a bit of it, Jackie Jakonowski is the most exciting City signing for years. And with his inspiration, anything is possible for an FA Cup run that is already beyond expectations. Everyone at Filbert Street was talking about the Polish international after a fourth round tie that paraded City at their best to a television audience of millions. Teammates, opponents and a large contingent of the national press were unanimous in praising a virtuoso performance that made school football on a treacherous pitch look ridiculously easy. And a little later on, it quotes um, BBC commentator John Motson's famous phrase when he talked to Jackie and said, he may come from a different country, but at times it looked as if he was from a different planet. Uh, And that basically summed up um, in all those words what a performance he turned on that day on what was a real treacherous hard pitch, real frosty pitch. And uh, City deservedly won 2-1. Jackie uh, scored the second goal with a header, and uh, I, I think he set up the first for Junior, mm. who didn't score many either. <laughs> so <he laughs> scored on that, scored on that day, and it was a wonderful day, wonderful, memorable day. But we really thought we'd sign someone that was just out of all context with anything we'd seen, um, and of course he, he he was very soon in a team with Andy Cole as well. And it was heady times at City, you know, atta- attacking wise. And sadly, we didn't have. Um, 
the defending to match the attacking at the time. And so the team didn't do that well. But uh, watching Jackie and, and Andy Cole together was quite something. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic memories. And I, I think City fans of a certain age have played that game back on YouTube numerous times. Um, as you say, the weather wasn't great. I think it was almost called off. A number mm. of people that I've spoken to actually didn't almost leave Bristol because they'd heard rumours that it was going to be off. Yeah. So, um, But what can you tell us about the signing of Jakonowski? Obviously, Jimmy Lunsden signed him, but what, yeah. what can you remember about the actual signing and how it came about? Well, I don't have to remember too far because I was with Jimmy Lunderson only the other day at um, the memorial service for Clive Middlemass, which uh, Jimmy came to to attend. And whenever I meet Jimmy, we always talk about Jackie because um, <laughs> Jimmy didn't have the greatest of times as manager, as, as he will be the first to admit. But lovely, lovely guy, <clears throat> wonderful assistant to Joe Jordan um, when uh, City won promotion under under Joe, and uh, and then became manager when when Joe left. And Jimmy was more of a number two really than a manager. But if you consider that, as well as Jakonowski, his signings included Martin Scott, Keith Welsh and Rob Edwards, who all went on to play hundreds of games for City. He, he tended to try and make signings for the future, Jimmy, and Rob Edwards he put in the reserves for a long time. Um, but his pride and joy was Jackie. And and if ever I talked to him, he said, don't forget to tell them down at Bristol, I signed. I was the one who signed Jakonowski. Uh, he loved him to bits. Jimmy loved good footballers, talented footballers. And uh, he signed him for £250,000 from Celtic. We really didn't know much about him when he came down. Um, uh, He obviously was a Polish international player. We knew he was a high standard player. But the fact that Celtic had let him go, you thought, well, why have they done that? And it was just his early games. And I'm told by the players, and, and Andy will tell you more about this, in training, what he did in training as much as what he did in matches was just unbelievable and inspired everybody. Uh, he didn't score a lot of goals, um, and that's probably, if you look back, probably the one thing that uh, he didn't have a great goal-scoring record. But the entertainment he provided in countless games was was just unbelievable, and he proved to be an absolute bargain signing. Absolutely. Well, you've mentioned Andy leaning. Um, Andy joins us also. Join- Andy, you were playing in um, a number of games that Jackie played in. First of all, what can you remember about his debut and the impact he had on the training ground in the dressing room? Well, he was, he was you know, he had unbelievable belief in his ability, uh, first of all. No fear, he could handle the expectation uh, having played at Celtic. And he was just what we needed at that particular time. And uh, he gave us a lift and there were some big characters in that side, of the, you know, particularly Russell Osman, Mark Hazelwood, Mark Gavin, you know, that type of player. And he just fitted in with the rest that, that were there. But he gave us a lift and, uh, you know, he missed a, a chance early on on his debut, if I remember rightly, and then scored um, later on, which obviously endeared him to uh, the Aston Gate faithful straight away, really. And uh, people knew he wanted to entertain as well. And, you know, you've got to look back in, in, in the history of all clubs and, and who, who are you going to come and pay and watch? And, and certainly... You know, people think professional footballers, oh, I could do that, I could do that. But they'd come and watch Jackie and think, no, nah, I couldn't do that. <laughs> and that was the entertainment side of it, which had to be tempered uh, within a team setup. And, uh, you know, he was he was good company and he was good good around the place and he just fitted in straight away, really. Yeah, he, he struck up some, some good partnerships, as Richard alluded to, uh, particularly with Andy Cole. Uh, so, I mean, you've you've played you've played in the team with with some some fantastic players, and Jackie, as you say, he's someone who, as a fan, 
would get you out of your seat as soon as he got the ball. And you just, you never knew what was going to happen, good or bad. Yeah, that, exactly. And, you know, Jimmy was astute enough to say that, look, lads, you know, you, we're going to have to put up with bits and pieces here because, you know, the uh, the attacking side of his game was his flair, um, not so much the, um, uh, you know, the defensive side of things. So we had to be aware of that. And obviously he needed two footballs on the pitch, one for Jackie and one for uh, everybody else that was going to have a game, you know. <laughs> he didn't miss it too often, but that was to his credit. And, uh, you know, he was, as I say, he was he was he he could use both feet. Uh, he could hold the ball up and, you know, if it was wrapped into him, you know, it was going to stick. And uh, I know we're going to talk about the Leicester game shortly, but on, on that pitch, it was only him and Junior Ben who had the um, lowest, lowest sense of gravity and the technique to cope with, with, with that pitch on that particular day. Fantastic. Right. We're going to come to Neil Palmer. Now, Neil, from the former Players Association. Again, same question to you, really, Neil. What what springs to your mind? What words, what superlatives come to your mind when you think of Jackie Jackanowski? Well, the game, I'm obviously, we all remember the Leicester game. Um, the one game that I remember was the 17th of March, 92, which was City against Wolves. Um, and Jackie was injured. Jackie came on. With uh, Dennis Smith was in danger of losing his, his job. Uh, Dennis sent him on for 15 to 20 minutes and he scored two goals. And I can just remember the whole of uh, Ashton Gate just erupting. Prior to that, I was aware of Jackie at Celtic because I have a, a little soft spot for Celtic, I must admit. And it was the game against Partizan Belgrade in the Cup Winners' Cup when he scored four goals. Um, Celtic were 2-1 down from the first leg and he scored four goals in the second leg and they won 5-4. Now, hero at Celtic, which he is, and I will always remember his debut. I remember stood in the East End at the, uh, the debut against South End and there were four lads there with Celtic scarves on. And those lads had come down from Celtic just to see Jackie's debut. That's how much they loved him up there. Um, I know Billy McNeil was sacked. He loved Billy. When I interviewed him for different stuff, Jackie, he said he loved Billy McNeil. And that was plainly the link that Jimmy Lumsden, because obviously Jimmy loves Celtic as well. And uh, I couldn't believe that nobody else had come in for him. I think he gained the reputation. Liam Brady took over. And in Jackie's own words, I knew the writing was on the wall when they signed Tony Cascarino instead of uh, um, while I was still at the club. And like I said, he'd come to a second division team. I asked him about Bristol and he said, I knew nothing about Bristol City. All I knew is that they had a bridge. And I remember that from my school days when I was at school. There was a book of, uh, about Britain and the Clifton Suspension Bridge was in it. He said, that's all I remember. But he was, he was, he was great. And you just smile when you think of him. And I know it was probably, you know, he, it was the same at Celtic. It was the same at City. They, you know, he never tracked back. He never worked. But God, when he had the ball, he was fantastic. He was, he was a tremendous footballer. Really was. Yeah. A few things to unpick from that. So managers, I think he was under six managers in his short spell at Bristol City. So Jimmy Lumsden. Then it was Osman, Azelwood and, and Gary Shelton for a short time. Then Dennis Smith. And then, you know, Russell Osman, I guess that's five. But uh, yeah, he went through a few managers. Um, and you mentioned the internationals as well. So what I didn't realise until I was looking the other night is that he actually played in the game that Gary Lineker scored the hat-trick in 86 World Cup for Poland. Yeah, played played in the World Cup. Amazing, really. At, at, you know, that he would... 
that he came to Bristol City. I just, you know, it, we always thought he was something special. And it's the same, the same when we saw Andy Cole. You know what it's like. You're in a munch. You think, God, he's not going to be here long. Do you know what I mean? As soon as you see these sort of players. But yeah, he was, uh, he was a quality football player. Quality football player. Brilliant. Okay, well, I think it's um, high time that we do watch a few clips. What I'm going to do is share a video. Um, I'll put this video on YouTube so that everyone uh, listening can also uh, watch it. But uh, you'll you'll get the idea from the commentary and we'll pause it and we'll get a few comments from uh, the chaps on here now. So I'm just going to share my screen and uh, here we go. So we're going to start with the debut goal uh, at home to Southend. But they got their reward eventually. Russell Osman's long clearance finds Junior Bent, whose pace sets up Jakanowski for a debut strike. Slow motion shows Bent's accurate cross and a cool, incisive first-time finish from City's new signing. And City earn themselves a point 13 minutes from time. The throw-in from Mark Gavin on the left. Morgan shields the ball well. Gavin keeps going and shoots from the narrowest of angles for the goal. From the replay, watch the way Morgan waits for Gavin to make the overlap. Gavin's shot could have taken a deflection off a defender, but the fans don't care who scored. Final score, City 2, Southend 2. And I kept that Mark Gavin goal in there because I remember it vividly. I, I sit in the dolmen, I was directly behind it, and you just couldn't sort of work out how it had gone in. Uh, Richard, so the first game there for, for Jackie, a 2-2 draw at home to Southend, but uh, straight away he got people off their seats. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing he didn't do often enough, to be honest, to get into positions like that for tappings. <laughs> you didn't expect Jackie to, to, to score too many tappings, and... Um, I, I always remember about Jackie was that he made no bones about not defending. He, 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 I, I remember plucking up courage one day, and he didn't have to pluck up courage to speak. He was a lovely lad, charmed, charmed the birds off the trees off the field. But um, I said, to, I did say to him one day after after one of the other players had said to me, you know, just look at what he does when it, when the other team have got the ball, you know, which is basically sod all. <laughs> and and, um, uh, and so I thought I'd go up to him and I said, Jackie, you know. I know you know we love you going forward and everything, but don't you think you know it's a team game and all that? You know you've got to do a bit more defensively. And I always remember him throwing his arms in the air. Oh, nine other players out there to defend. I need to conserve all my energy to attack. And it was as simple as that with him. We didn't think he had to defend at all. And so, what could you say? Um, as, as long as he was doing the other side of the game and thrilling people to bits, then no, nobody minded. But when I say nobody, maybe one or two of the players around him at times got a bit exasperated. But uh, we all, all watching, I think, felt the uh, the other side of the game made made up for not for not defending. But it was interesting that he made no no bones about it right right from the very start, and and was never going to change, never. Well, let, let's let's ask um, Andy that question. Andy, I, I, was it a, a split dressing room of let Jackie be free or was it more of a please come and help us at the back? Oh, no, we understood what Jackie was going to give us uh, from a from a forward attacking point of view. And you've got to remember in football, it, with all due respects, it is easier. And I found this out when I went in, into coaching. It's, it's far easier to defend and be organised than it is to be attacking and creative. 
And, you know, I, I understand that even more now that, that, you know, the pressure to create is 10 times harder than it is to stop. And, uh, you know, I'm just looking at that clip there. There was some clever players there. I mean, Nicky Morgan was, was, again, he was cute. He was clever. Mark Gavin was exactly the same. And, and Jackie would need that type of player around him to be on that same wavelength because if you didn't have somebody like that, um, you know, you, you wouldn't get involved. And, you know, the, the games, if you think back to those days, it was generally a 4-4-2 against a 4-4-2. And so your centre-hours are up against strikers, your wingers are up against full-backs, your midfielders are up against each other. So it was a bit, you know, it wasn't the game we see today. And, and if you look at today, I think a lot of clubs would maybe take a more of a chance on Jack, Jackie because there's less contact. You're playing freedom up top. And, uh, you know, he's probably a little bit ahead of his time in some respects. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> right, let's roll on to the next game, which I think you all know what that's going to be. Bristol City's new signing and Polish international Darius Jakanowski, as well as speedy winger Junior Bent, captured the headlines on Saturday. But it was Leicester City who got in the early shots through Paul Kitson. The first wide to the right. The second, a few minutes later, a long shot wide to the left. But Bristol City adapted to the conditions well and when Martin Scott cleared a long ball upfield, Jakanowski just gets there first to put it through to Bent. Bent cuts inside Paul Reed and keeps calm as he places his shot past Carl Muggleton. Andy leaning in the city goal, again made some good saves, this from David Oldfield. And City's second came from a Leicester corner. As the ball comes clear, Andy May puts in a massive pass, and Junior Bent, who impressed everyone with his speed all afternoon, holds it up while waiting for reinforcements. Eventually, he lays it back to Mark Gavin, who puts in the cross for Jakanowski. Jakanowski, who likes to receive passes along the ground, manages a pretty good header here. Andy Leaning again showed good form as he prevented Leicester getting back into the game with a fine save from Ashley Ward. But eventually Leicester did get one back. The cross was from Mills and Paul Kitson heads past Leaning, but it was too late and City were through. We come to Andy Leaning first on that one. Andy, um, some some great saves from you in that game. Is that one game that lives long in your memory? Oh, absolutely! It was it was a fantastic. It was a proper old fashioned cup tie, and um, it was it featured on match of the day, and it wasn't the original game. Um, I was rooming with Russell Osman, and uh, Russell knew John Motson, and he said, and John Motson would need you know he's meticulous in his planning. And uh, he said, oh, he's going to give me a ring just for a little bit of a lowdown on some of our players and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said, I'm just nipping out. If he, if he, if he rings, just tell him I'll ring him back. <laughs> minutes, Russell had gone out. The phone rings, of course. The dulcet tones of uh, Mr. Motson comes in. And I'm sort of holding the baby with, a few, you know, how, you know, these players. In the first place, the player asked about was obviously Jackie and, uh, you know, he's, how he'd settled into the club. And I said, well, it'd be worth watching today on, 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 on this surface. And... Uh, the, the other thing about that game is is the toss was taken, you know, for the kickoff or the ends because the Filbert Street end was absolutely rock hard. And I wore pimples and some tracksuit bottoms because it was lethal down there because the back stand was covering the, the goal mouth. And then at the other end, the goalkeeper, Carl Muggleton, though I know very well, he's wearing shorts. 
So um, that's that's how that started. I remember running to the goal and I'm thinking, this is going to be tricky today. But, you know, as, as I say, Jackie and, and Junior were perfect for that uh, for that surface. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a proper cup tie, enjoyable cup tie. And, 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 you know, Jackie's layoff for Junior was fantastic. Junior took it well. And then Gav's again on, on the, like, you know, cute little crossing and, and, and Jackie heads it in. And there again, Nicky Morgan on the back post, just, just ready for a tapping just in case it was needed. And, you know... <laughs> Um, that was the way it went, but it was it was a great after the game. I remember after the game, it was fantastic. You know, in the dressing room, we got a great result. And of course, you're looking back for the uh, for the next round of the cup, and who are you going to get next, don't you? So, but no, it was a great, great, great game to be involved in. Yeah, one of one of my most enjoyable, apart from the, the Rovers games and stuff like that. But yeah. uh, I think my most enjoyable, particularly because it was a, a match of the day game as well. Yeah, absolutely. Neil, I could see you watching that. And like me, I'm sure you're, the hairs on the back of the neck were going up. Uh, and it just brings back such happy memories, doesn't it? It does. God, Andy Leading was good, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, there were some two good saves. There were some, some cracking saves there. But yeah, it was great. And to see him, if, you know, and then you look and you think, God, you know, Junior Junior Ben was quick. Afterburners were on, weren't they? Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, and we talk, we talk about, you know him always being linked with Andy Cole and the two of them played great together but you forget how well he played with with Junior as well and you know what a great foil Junior was for him so yeah it was lovely to see fantastic to see yeah Richard obviously you were you were there watching and reporting on it um fantastic memories a great kit to boot as well we always love a good kit and uh we all that's the iconic jackanovsky kit where you see him sort of wielding away for that celebration but what can you remember about um the 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 atmosphere after the game i forgot no saves for a start um but i thought there was only two heroes in that game junior and and, and jackie but there was obviously three and and funnily enough i've got a photo in front of me at home um, that uh, was taken that day in the dressing room after the game at Leicester had finished. And it's a picture of Jackie Jr. and a certain Mr. Andy Leaning, all uh, with just uh, towels around their waists, uh, with arms around each other celebrating. And the obvious reason that was taken was there was the three. They were the three heroes of the game. So we're, we're uh, delighted to be joined by one of those heroes uh, in this uh, <laughs> podcast. But uh, um, it was, it was a, we weren't expected to win. That was the other thing. Um, so um, it was a shock result in a way. Uh, and so uh, nobody was expecting too much, um, but it was it was the circumstance, it was the pitch, it was it was the the manner of the goals, it was Jackie's performance, it was Junior's pace, um, it, it so many individual things, and, and now we've recalled those saves as well. And there were so many individual things to recall to, to to remember the game by, but also the result itself, which was just very special for Bristol City in a season where things weren't going particularly well, you know. So um, it was a great lift for everyone. And that's the, what the FA Cup can do, isn't it? If you think of what they, they say about the magic of the FA Cup, that was a day when the magic of the FA Cup was, was very evident. Absolutely. And another player, Andy, that was mentioned in there is Andy May. Uh, so I, I've been trawling back through footage to find clips for the various episodes that I've done of Robins Reunited with former players. Um, and Andy May made quite an impact in the time that he was at Bristol City. The number of assists, I can't find the actual stats anywhere. I don't know if Richard's got them, but he, he the number of goals that he set up and scored as well. Someone that we definitely want to get back down Ashton Gate, Neil, at some point in the, in oh, the near future. Definitely. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on, on Andy May. Uh, obviously, we saw him set up that one of those, uh, well, an attack, a key contribution, if you like. But uh, he made quite an impact, didn't he? 
Yeah, Andy May was a good player. <clears throat> I mean, he, you know, if you look at that midfield, I think Mark Hazelwood played in that game that day. Um, so I'm trying to think where Gary Shelton would have been. But they were a perfect foil for each other in midfield and they could tackle. And again, back to what I'd call big characters in the dressing room. And, and Andy was certainly one of them. And I think he got his fair share of goals as well. And, you know, in the promotion sides that we, side that we had, I mean, you know, he was, you know, so, so important to, to that midfield. Yeah, so the team that day was Andy Leaning, Andy Llewellyn, Martin Scott, Andy May, Matt Bryan, Russell Osman, Junior Bent, Jackie Jakanowski, Nicky Morgan, Mark Azelwood, and Mark Gavin, and uh, Wayne Allison on the bench. So, uh, yeah, fantastic. Tw- Bent scoring in the 27th minute, Jakanowski in the 58th minute. Attendance, 19,313. And I think you've got to remember that Andy May scored the goal that got into that game um, because he scored the winner at Wimbledon in the in the previous round. Yeah. I would mention that Richard that that the game prior to that we had a we, we had two games against Wimbledon and bearing in mind that the way that Wimbledon played in those those days they had John Fashion uh, uh, Justin yeah one the Fashion you were from was it Justin or John and they battered it was a battering game and we played on the Saturday and on the Tuesday and I say Andy May as you correctly put there he just popped one from the edge of the box at, and we played at Sellers Park. Um, Wimbledon were playing there at the time. Yeah, tenth minute goal from Andy May. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the, the you mentioned who looked to see who we get in the next round. It was a, a, a Nottingham Forest away and a four one defeat, but uh, Jakanowski actually scored in that game as well. But uh, we'll come on to that shortly. Right, let's play the video. It was one of timing, but this morning, after much speculation, Bristol City announced that with great reluctance they had sacked manager Jimmy Lumsden. His place would be taken by a committee of three senior players until the post could be filled. The second half for Bristol City. Osman, Jakanowski, Allison, Jakanowski, yes! Jakanowski's the star. So it turned out to be a, a consolation goal, that, that goal from, from Jakanowski. But we saw there Jimmy Lumsden giving, being given his marching orders. And, and, and Andy, in the dressing room, was that unsettling? And how, how did Azelwood, Shelton and Osman, uh, having three players as managers, how did, that, how did that feel for you as a player? Well, it, you've, as, a, as a professional, you've just got to get on with, with the game that's in front of you. I mean, first of all, all the lads um, love Jimmy. And, you know, and he was a great assistant under Joe. And, you know, he's, we had some good games under him. Obviously, we've just talked about the last game, everything goes with it. But the lads loved him to bits. And uh, it was obviously a disappointment when things didn't work out. Um, and then to, yeah, to be confronted by the, the three lads picking the team, which wasn't easy for them as well, because, nice. you know, they're going to be involved in the game. So it was it was difficult for them as well. But um, they, they did a good job of it. And uh, I think Dennis Smith came in pretty shortly after that, didn't he? Yeah, and I was going through the footage and Azelwood, in the first game, Azelwood actually scored a goal as well. And he's like taking it into his own hands and he cleared one off the line. And yeah, it was, it was, I can remember it as well. It was fantastic to watch. Right, we're going to roll on now. And Neil, here comes your, your Wolves shout. Oh. <laughs> in a dramatic last five minutes of Ashton Gate. The first of two for the Polish substitute, very much the big chief in the West Country. <laughs> Watch out for an excellent piece of refereeing here when Mickey Mellon is brought down. The linesman flags. Play on, says the referee. Jakanowski goes on, plays a 1-2 with Cole. A touch of offside, but it counts. And City's new manager, Dennis Smith, goes back to Roker today. 
There you go, Neil. There's your two goals. And what an impact. Well, exactly. And, and he was injured as well because um, it was quite funny, really, because he said that in a couple of previous games before that, they played Wolves. And there, remember the centre-half centre Derek Mangfield who played for Everton? Well, he was at Wolves. And Jackie recalls the time and he hit him like a like a freight train and gave him 17 stitches in his in his leg. So that's why he was off for the Wolves game. And um, uh, the way the fixtures were, we then played Wolves about five or six games after. And it was that particular match. Yeah, that was on um, St. Patrick's is, Day in 1992. Yeah, which is, that one. which is why he was on the bench um, and then came back. And he said afterwards, he went up to Mankville afterwards, but he wasn't very happy. Derek Mangfield after he sort of scored his two goals. But I just remember the atmosphere within the ground because, like I said, and I remember Dennis Smith leaping off the, the bench because obviously his job was was in danger the, the way the results were. I think they'd lost the previous two games. Um, and so, yeah, it was just fantastic to, to see that clip. I, it, was, it was great, honestly. Loved it. Yeah, Richard, your memories of that game, uh, with the impact that Jackie Jackanowski had on that game? Well, I've got the report in front of me uh, here, um, which is headline: City's pole star brightens the gloom. Sub Jackie is the two-goal hero, and it starts Pride return to Ashton Gate as City's players and fans united in turning the tide. While one win is no guarantee of, revi of a revival, there were so many encouraging factors as the long-awaited first league win of 1992 was finally secured. A bumper crowd impressed by full commitment and better organisation on the field gave the team the sort of support lacking in too many home games this season. So you're right, to, uh, Neil, to remember the atmosphere, which was which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, there was a hint of offside about, I think, they, they weren't happy about the, the, the goal. Mike Stowell, interestingly, was in goal for yes. who, who played, for, of course, for, for Bristol City. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was, it was, a, it was like a, a new dawn in a way. Um, and um, we were all hoping this was going to be the start of something very, very special. Andy Cole had, had come on loan. Um, and uh, I always tell people I never was lucky enough to see John Attio play, but so Andy Cole to me was the best striker I've ever seen play for Bristol City, most exciting electric mm -hmm. striker you could ever see. So to have him and Jackie at the same time was was very special special days. And yeah, that was a that was a, a key match and a key match for Dennis Smith to get off on the right foot. Yeah, we off we went off to Sunderland away in the next game, and there's a short clip here. I think it's an assist from Jackanowski. Let's have a look. Taken goal. City made it three before half time. The same sort of tactics. A poor defensive header from Sunderland. Jackanowski latching onto it, drawing keeper Norman to the right, sending the ball back across the goal for Allison to score. So that was the Sunderland away three-one victory. And just picking up on something there, Neil. Um, Jackie was wearing number eight there. We've seen him wear number ten. I think he wore number mm. nine. It's, it's almost a shame that he didn't have like the same number in every game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, do you know I never, I never realised that much, to be honest. I always remember. Yeah, I remember him sort of number eight. Always remember him as a number eight. I think mean, if you'd have said what number it was, but no, I didn't realise that he didn't. It, it was all different. Yeah. Uh, that he played different numbers. Yeah, the, the day before squad numbers. You know, Casey Palmer well, forty-five and all of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so from from the next few games, so the the Wolves home win. It was three-one away at Sunderland, and then this game back at Ashton Gate, one-one with Oxford. What have we got here from Jack? Just one minute left to go on the scoreboard. Andrew Cole coming through. 
The ball falling for Jackie Jakanowski to save a vital point for City. Yeah, a goal in the last couple of minutes from Jakanowski. 89th minute, which which persevered the, uh, the, the revival, if you like. Um, Andy, that, that season, it was a tough season, but... Uh, yeah, having players like Andy Cole and and Jakanowski up front, got getting picked up throughout really, and it was it was tense times. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it, it, you know, sometimes you you think you've got all the best players and everything goes with it, but it just doesn't quite work for whatever reason. And um, you know, you, I mean, to get for Dennis Smith to bring Andy Cole in, that was a a great signing for Bristol City. I mean, you know, the way he could finish, and uh, so it really at the end, it, it's trying to concede less goals, really. And I think, you know, if you've got those type of players, like Jackie and, and, and Andy Cole and, and Leroy Racine and people like that, you know, yeah. it's probably more of a case of uh, sh- not shipping goals and scoring, really. Yeah. They can get it to Jackie Jakanowski. The number eight's got the skill against anybody. And he now sets up the chance that Andy Cole, on loan from the Arsenal, tucks home beautifully. Nimble work there by Andy Cole. So now City only 2-1 down. And they continue to battle away, and none more so than... Mickey Mellon, the midfield player who's come into the side recently. This is an improving young lad, and he bustles forward now and gets it to Jackie Jakanowski. And the Polish international again was to strike. A little bit of luck coming up now, as you'll see it with his shot there. Sticks between Higgins' leg. He tries to get it back, only finds arriving. That was uh, a key contribution, not quite an assist, but um, yeah, interesting defending <clears throat> nonetheless. And what I noticed there, Andy, about some of these clips is the quality of the pitch and the fact that Jackie still maintains the control mm. on the ball is quite something. Well, it's just a point I earlier about, about um, you know, maybe a little bit ahead of his time in the, you know, the way the game's played today. The pitches weren't great, you know, particularly the one we talked about at Filbert Street. Uh, you know, pitches now are pristine from for the full season. So you've got to take that into account that, um, you know, it, it wasn't as easy the surfaces to play on. And he made it look easy, you know, at times. And um, yeah, you've got to take that into account. Yeah, and this is this is another game uh, home to Leicester City. Uh, looking through the clips and finding some of his assists and goals, he certainly liked playing against Leicester. From a run of four unbeaten matches, and sure enough, they were to take an early lead. Andy May with a nice pass out to Jackie Jakanowski, and now a sample of the Polish international's delightful skills. And he sets up the opening for Leroy Rosinia to head home. The new signing from West Ham justifying his first place in the start. Still City refused to be beaten. Jakanowski's international class pass released Andy Cole. He finished quite beautifully. City's ten men had risen superbly to the crisis and their point takes their unbeaten run to six matches. Training for tomorrow's launch of the season. That's against Portsmouth at Ashton Gate. They're getting to know each other better off the field as well as on it. Andy Cole's striking was saving City from relegation last season when he came on loan for those vital two months. What do you think of his ability in the hole, the zone behind you, providing the ammunition for you to shoot the gun? Well, as a player, I think Jackie's got great ability, as in taking on players and making them look silly and things like that. I mean, um, as a team player, I think obviously he could do a lot more. I think he knows that as well. But once the season gets started, I think everything will gel together. The experience. So Andy Cole on Jakanowski there. <laughs> I love the fact that Andy Cole's basically telling him to track back. 
You think, and he's like sat next to him. I think you knew that, don't you? <laughs> Richard, during that time, did you get a chance to have uh, conversations, interviews with Andy Cole and or Jakonowski? Yeah, both. And uh, Andy was very shy when he arrived. Uh, he wanted to be called Andrew Cole. Uh, so we did that to start with, but it gradually it inevitably became Andy. Uh, I remember doing the first interview with him, and, and it was largely on the fact he'd been one of the first to come through the new FA school at Lillyshaw, um, and was a product of, of that. And uh, he, I could hardly hear what he said. He whispered, and and as time went on, the other thing about Andy was he was always last out of the dressing room. So if you wanted quotes from Andy, you had to wait rather rather a long time. But he was always perfectly pleasant when when you did get him. Um, but what a player! I mean, he he was mm. electric. I mean, uh, the, the I think the if you think of the time, they also had Wayne Allison. So had Wayne Allison, Leroy Rossini, yeah. Jackie, Andy Cole. You know, it was, uh, it was it was it was just attacker after you know the attack was just wonderful. And they had so many options, you know. Um, and I remember the first game of the season when they um, the following season when they drew three all with Portsmouth. And it was like a, 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 in one ninety minutes what we were going to see because um, attacking wise brilliant but defensively not good enough and and that's how that season proved. But Andy Cole was uh, I remember a hat trick he scored against Cardiff in the league cup yeah. and 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 he, he he just could get away from defenders and we would go away um, uh, and 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 um, I used to travel with the team all the time and everything and 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 people would say to me. Who on earth is that when when we were playing? Because nobody knew Andy. You know, he'd been in Arsenal reserves. You know, nobody knew who he was. So, the, so his first full season at City, we were playing these teams away. And City were getting beaten heavily sometimes. And still, Andy would do something. And they'd say, oh, and there's that. Because he was just so electric over five, ten yards. I've, no, I've never seen a, a player like him. I've seen some great strikers at City. Paul Cheesley obviously comes to mind and many, many others. Um, but Andy Cole, to me, was the, was the best. And the fact he went on to play um, for Manchester United England and, and have all European success and everything um, suggests that was the case. But he was just, just coming to himself as a player. And uh, over five or ten yards, he would just suddenly, the defender would seem to be marking him and next thing he'd be away. And, and uh, I, I don't know what uh, Andy's recollections are, but uh, to me, he was absolutely sensational. Let's ask him. Andy? Andy Cole? Andrew Cole. I must keep saying Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. He'd create space for himself. And there's once he'd got that extra yard, you just knew he was going to put it in the back of the net. Um, and, you know, he was, he was, he was a, a lad who, who wanted to, you know, he'd been in the shadows a little bit at, uh, at Arsenal and then come to, uh, you, you know, I think he'd gone on loan at Fulham, but he found his home at Ashton Gate. And uh, Dennis Smith, obviously the, the manager who's had worked with him at York City, Dennis, and for a tough tackling centre-half, no-nonsense centre-half, he loved creative players. And he had an eye for a player, um, you know, and he, he did his homework with, with Andy. And, uh, you know, what a, what a buy it proved to be. Absolutely. Let's see what else we've got here. Paul and young goal king Cole should mean a rich supply of goals for City. Their season could then depend on how much improvement develops elsewhere in the team. City take the lead. Osmond. So I think this is now into the next season. So the 92-93 season where it, we've gone from uh, Division 2 to uh, to Division 1 without getting promotion. Obviously the, the, the rebranding of the leagues happened at this point, Richard, with the Premier League coming in. Yeah, and, and um, as I say, it was a season that started with the three 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 draw with Portsmouth, and 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 this and the five one win over Cardiff in, in the League Cup, and uh, I think there was another big win early on in the season as well. 
And you and you thought they're going to score goals for fun. I mean, this is nobody's going to stop this team. And then if you suddenly, I'm just looking down some of the results of that season now, and and I'm looking at a five-one away defeat at West Ham, uh, followed by a five-nil defeat by Newcastle. Sorry, the West sorry the West Ham game was at home. At home, yeah. And we lost five-one. That's right. And and five-nil at Newcastle the next game, a four-one defeat in the uh, cup at Sheffield United, a five-one defeat at Brentford. Uh, a 4-1 defeat in the following game at Millwall. Uh, uh, four goals conceded at Pisa. Now, we ought to talk about that. The Anglo-Italian Cup is the only time I travelled abroad with, with Bristol City. Uh, and, of course, Jackie and um, Andy Cole and Leroy Rossini, if I remember rightly, um, played in that game at Pisa in the in the Anglo-Italian Cup where we lost 4-3. And a wonderful trip where we visited the Leaning Tower and all that. And... and um, that was another game that absolutely summed up Bristol City that season. Lightning going forward, brilliant attacking play, and but always liable to concede three or four, and, and they did in that game as well. So that was that season, conceding a lot, scoring a lot. Uh, so exciting stuff, but not terribly successful in terms of results. It rings a few bells of the current situation of <laughs> we, will, we will score one more than you. Um, yeah. But let's, let's touch, as you've mentioned it, let's touch on the Anglo-Italian. I'm just looking at the team for some of these games. Uh, Keith Welch was in goal, Andy. But did you get to go to Italy? Yeah, I did. Obviously, it was... Um... It was new, really, to be going and travelling places. It was like you know, like a European tie for the lads at the you know, they're not in the top top level of the game. And uh, you know, my name Andy Leaning, obviously, the usual picture was taken. Me <laughs> <name. laughs> holding it up, and if I'd have thought, and I could have probably dug it out today. Um, and the other, I remember the funny thing I remember was that um, after that, I think that could have been the first game. And uh, of course, the Italians are changing shirts with us. And there was two other games, and by the end of it, I think the third game, we wore a kit that we'd not worn for about three years so we could give the shirts away because there weren't enough shirts left. Um, oh, brilliant. The day, there was shirts, uh, you know, in abundance, I'll put it like that. Yeah, no, it's something that um, I bet the, the modern-day Scotty Murray would uh, would have been spitting feathers <laughs> when you were handing those kits out. <laughs> Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's some, the Anglo-Italian Cup's always something that's really fascinated me, and it almost makes me jealous that I wasn't travelling to away games back then, being only sort of eleven years old. But um, do you think that is something, Richard, that could ever be reinvented, or the fact that we've now got the Nations Conference League and UEFA Cups and all that? Sort I of think stuff? it was of its time. I mean, I'm just looking. I remember we went to Pisa, and it was a massive stadium with lots of huge terracing. And Andy, Andy, remember. <clears throat> and it was empty. There was, I think, it was. I'm looking at what I put down of the crowd. Seventeen hundred and thirty were there uh, for that four-three game. And it was. I, I just remember the ground, massive empty spaces on these terraces. Um, so if we look at the home games, um, we played. Who did we play at home? Was it Reggiano? We played at Casenza was one. The first one was Casenza at home. Three thousand six hundred uh, watched that game. So it wasn't massively. It was a, sort of as a bit of a second-class competition, like the Anglo-Scottish Cup, yeah. Cup was. Um, and but what it did do was give the players a chance to travel, and uh, we flew mm. over. I remember I sat next to Millie, Mickey Mellon on the way back, and he bored me to tears because he's a boring young lad, Mickey. <laughs> 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 lovely, lovely, lovely. I'll have, to, no ask, one, I'll have no to ask. I'll have to ask Mickey. Sit next to him. That's yeah. what I told. No I'll have to ask Mickey what uh, what he thinks of Richard Latham when we get him <laughs> yeah. on Robin, Robin's United. He's, he's one of my great friends, Mickey. We're still in touch, <laughs> uh, and I've, I've kept in touch with him. He's a lovely Scottish lad, and and. Um, 
delightful bloke but at the time was very young and uh, I was told I was the only one who'd sit next to him but that's the players for you they they they, they said that and I can't, I'm sure he wasn't as boring as I remember <laughs> can I can I just say Richard that if we bring Mickey Mellon back to the uh, the club you'll definitely have a seat next to him at the that's table brilliant. I look forward to that we, I love Mickey to bits no problem at all fantastic <laughs> love it it looks like you had to qualify for it because there's a pre- preliminary round one nil win at home to Watford and then uh, one one away at Luton how did it, how did it work? I think it was a little group stage, wasn't there, Andy? Can you remember? Yeah, you're testing me now. Um, the, yeah. the was, but it was, it, you know, it didn't sort of come off in any way, shape, or form, did it? After I think it was only one season of that, was there? Probably was. We beat Watford one yeah. 0 again. Three, three and a half thousand people watched that in in, quali- in qualifying, um, uh, and so it, it just wasn't a, a competition that really captured the imagination of the fans. So uh, I don't see, I don't see it being repeated. Well, it's captured my imagination, if nothing else is. <laughs> right, let's move on to the ninety two ninety three season, and this is one of the best opening day goals that you'll see um, from from Jack Anofsky. Obviously, years gone by. Paul Cheesley's goal at Arsenal stands out. David Seal as well scored a cracker on the opening day of the season. But uh, let's have a look at Jackie's. Long ball turned on by Morgan to Andy Cole. He tidies it up and his measured pass releases Jakanowski, who produces a stunning volley. The first goal anywhere in the country in the new first division and the crowd salute it. Then he finds Andy Cole. Now it's the start of this combination with Jakanowski, which promises so much for City this season. And Cole's cool dummy. That's why they paid half a million pounds for the boy. And in the second half, again, City the first to score. And it's that man, Jackie Jakanowski. Though Portsmouth goalkeeper Alan Knight will not be pleased with that. City team delighted and their crowd. City yeah, it's questionable goalkeeping, Andy, there for the second one. But if you don't shoot, you don't score. No, exactly. You know what? The hardest ones to save are the easiest ones that come at you. You know, the the re- reaction save, the reflex save is is the easy one. But the one that's bobbling and you know sometimes can creep in, as I know only too well. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Neil, opening day of the season is always a special occasion, and when you've got Andy Cole, Andrew Cole, yeah, and Andrew Jackie Cole. Jakanowski up front again in one of my favourite kits ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, special times, isn't it? It is, and and you look at that and you think, God, you know, what what a start to the season with them two. Yeah, you know, you've got your frailties at the back, but that's what that's what we wanted. And and, and even like we talk about Andrew Cole, you just look at him there, and he was he never ever seemed to miss. When it was one to one, you just knew that he he was going to put it away. But yeah, what a fantastic, you know, attacking the movement and everything about it. Yeah, they, it was especially first game of the season, absolutely incredible optimism for that season. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I think we go into every season, Richard, with a high <laughs> degree of optimism. That's uh, certainly true. That is certainly true. <laughs> no more so that season, I'm sure, for you. Uh, well, I mean, you look at it, and Nicky Morgan played in that game, so you, 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 you've got three. I mean, Jackie would play just in behind Nicky and Andy, Andy Cole, and but I'm, I'm looking at the defence, and uh, we had a very suspect goalkeeper that day, some bloke called Leaning, who was, who was in goal, and 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 the front in front of him was Brian Mitchell, who was something of a well, I wouldn't say a disaster, but didn't didn't pr- produce his best for Bristol City, that's for sure. David Thompson was in central defence, another player who never really mm-hmm. had a great time at, at Ashton Gate. 
And, you know, I've always been a great believer that you can't win anything or do anything unless you've got a solid defence and, so, and, and a solid back backing to the team. So you can have all the attackers you like. And if you keep conceding three or four goals, I'm not blaming Andy, by the way, because he, Andy didn't play much that season. It was it was a large, I think, Keith Welsh came into the team, didn't he, Andy, that season? But, well, Andy, um, that's actually your last club involvement that yeah. game. If I remember rightly, I got an inch. Something happened. I got. I missed the Gex game. I think Welsh got in after that, yeah. and you know, Welsh stayed in after that game. But um, yeah, it's, it was it was a shame that the optimism of that first sort of day, you know, didn't didn't materialise, if you like. And uh, I'm just looking I'm just looking at the kit again. It's a lo- it's a lovely kit. That uh, beautiful favourite. Wear one as well. In uh, was that the green and purple year as well. First year of the green and purple, if I remember rightly. Um, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Well, well, just reading the match report um, from that game, and it says that Andy Leading was undone by the new back pass ruling that came in that season. Oh, yeah. Can you remember that? It's oh yeah, finished a lot of us that really. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of goalkeepers of our generation. There was a good reason we, we had gloves on because we couldn't play outfield, and then all of a sudden. <laughs> Rattle back at your ear there and everywhere, and and and, it, and again, don't forget the surfaces weren't as good as they are today. No. And you know, there was there was as any ball that came back to a keeper, there was going to be pressure coming at you. And of course, if you didn't catch it right, it was going here, there, and everywhere. So, yeah, yeah. it wasn't uh, it wasn't one of my strengths, if I must admit. You're right, Andy, and it did it did change the the, the, the type of play you wanted in goal because Keith Welsh was very good in that respect, yeah. and he prided himself on being a, a very good on the ball. He made he made some gaffes by being overconfident at times, but he was very very comfortable with the with the back pass rule, and and, and so it did change the game for a lot for a lot of a lot of goalkeepers, didn't it? You know the the the, the old fashioned keepers was there for good reasons, and you know you you were you was there to, to stop shots. And and when I went into coaching later on at various clubs, the first thing we were looking at is can you deal with a back pass because it, it could put pressure on you as a team, you know, and uh, could you handle it? I mean, you know, I look at today when the balls have been passed four yards from the from the uh, from a goal kick and and then coming back to you and into a midfield pair and coming back. I mean, you know, but they've grown up with that, you see, so they they're, they're very very comfortable with it, you know. Right but then. it was, it was just new, and it was something you have to get used to pretty quickly. Absolutely, yeah. Let's roll on. I don't think uh, there's much more to come. Jakanovski fancied this was a defence he could take on on his own and beat, and very nearly did. And when City again got the ball to the shooting foot of Andy Cole, it was too much for Cardiff's goalkeeper Mark Grew. He grew older last night. Guys, so just before half time, a neat one-two with Jackie Jakanovski. And Connor with time and space to cross into the middle for Allison to side foot in. From there on, it was to be all to stunning effect. Andy Cole with the strong running and the skillful control to make the break. And then that understanding again with Jackie Jakanowski in position to clinch the equaliser. When these two players are fit, goals come for the city. So that was Andy, uh, Andy Cole. That was Jackie Jakanowski's last Bristol City goal. Mm. Um, but a number of assists, and we're going to see a few more assists now, but it really was a great strike partnership. If you think of strike partnerships over the years at Bristol City, Cole and Jakonowski, Neil, um, has got to be up there alongside some of the, some of the you know, Taylor and Turner. There's, there's loads when you think about it, but they're definitely up there, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, exciting football to watch. Um and like I said, pl- plenty of goals. All you want from forwards get, you know, is to 
lift people off their seats and they always did and you always thought that he had a chance of scoring a goal when when those two as good old Roger Malone said then look when they were uh, <laughs> when, you know when they were on when they were on form and they were playing together you knew that there was something good was going to be going to happen and that's why people you know came through the turnstiles to see him so yeah we, you know they, they were they were a great partnership really were Richard, I can see your brain ticking over now with all the Bristol City strike partnerships over the year. Where where does Cole and Jakonowski sit for you? Well, very highly. The only thing I, I, I keep saying is that they weren't exactly a strike partnership most of the time because they either played three strikers, if you consider Jackie one of them. Um, we saw Terry Connor. We haven't mentioned Terry Connor, who came to the club, of course, around that same time. Later was coach under John when we, when we won promotion and another great guy, Terry, uh, but had very bad injury very early on in his city career. But they were inundated with strikers and and, and Jackie would tend to play in behind whoever the, the front two were. So, that, so he wasn't considered like, say, a Cheesley and Ritchie or a Turner mm-hmm. and Taylor. Um, it was that because he was often one of three rather than, rather than one of two. But as, as two individual players playing together, they were as good as it gets and as exciting as any, probably the most exciting, I would say, because while Bob Taylor would score goals from all over the place, Robbie was a, a big, Robbie Turner was a big centre forward and, and he would take the physical buffeting and Bob was, would score the goals. But for two players of, of, of skill, as well as, as well as, and, 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 Andy had this exceptional pace. Jackie had the, the unbelievable ability. Um, probably above all, I would say, that in terms of two two individuals playing together at the same time, two individual attackers playing together at the same time, they 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 were unmatchable. Half and Jackie Jakonowski always scheming for City. He sets up that goal. The Andy Cole Jakonowski partnership had again prospered for City. Worth seeing again a gem of a dummy there by Jakonowski to set up the space he wants space where he is and where Cole's going to be. Talk about partnerships. Just I know, as you said, they aren't strictly strike partners, but you think about over the years, Tinian and Bell, Tinian and Barnard, Tinian and Murray, you know. Yeah, you want partnerships all over the field, and, and, and you're right, that's right. The, 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 those, those are equally partnerships when they're on the wing or full-back and winger, uh, midfield partners. Backs. Um, you know, you do. Football is built around partnerships, and 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 it, they they they. But just looking at Jackie on that clip there, I mean, balance was his thing. I mean, he had such balance, and he put other players off balance. And that is, a, I've I've seen one or two players over the Clive Whitehead was a bit like that as a winger, where he didn't have to sort of trick his way past people. He would just put them off balance and just get a yard and go. And they are they are exceptional players. Those they they've got a gift that that um, you can't teach. And and just looking at the way Jackie left that defender on his ass there, I mean, it, it was just um, it was just balance. He he's he's got the balance, and he puts other people off balance. And combine that then with the speed of someone like Andy Cole, and it, it was it was sublime days. I remember one training session. The coach will remain nameless. Um, we were doing some uh, what they call doggies, you know, which is like run to the first back, run to the second back, run to the third, run to the fourth back, you know, and that was the way it was going. And Jackie's looking around and he's, he's not his cup of tea in a million years. <laughs> and I think the coach, again, who will remain nameless, said, if you want to do it, you might as well F and go and, you know, get, get you know, go over there or something, to put it politely. And uh, anyway, he didn't leave the training ground. He just set some cones out. And uh, he tipped a bag of balls out, two bags of balls out, and started, you know, that little jink that he's got. He was dribbling in and out the cones. Well, the session we were doing was about five yards away, and it was a windy day up at Fairland, and these balls started rolling across the running session. 
and the bag the balls were in was was blowing about like a crisp packet in the wind because he's running session. And again, the coach, who shall remain nameless, says, oh, are you going to do some with these balls? And Jackie went, no. He said, I will play in two World Cups and 63 times for Poland. This is how I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could just imagine that. I, when you when you started that little conversation there, I, when you said about his moves, I thought you were going to go talking about his moves on the dance floor um, <laughs> up in Clifton or a likes. Any, anything you want to tell us about any of those? No, not really. Not really. <laughs> Apart from was he was a character, he liked his social, but as as a lot of lads in that dressing room did as well. But I mean, he, 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 you know, there's a lot of team spirit as well. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave those stories to anybody who wants to tell them. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he was a charmer. I can tell you that off the field. The women supporters loved Jackie, absolutely adored him, uh, and uh, I, I always was convinced he put on his accent a bit more when he was talking to the girl, the girl fans, <laughs> and they had, they had the sexy accent as well. And and uh, he was, uh, I would say, as popular with female Bristol City fans as any player has ever been. Uh, Andy might cons- might confirm that, and he and he did get out and about and enjoyed. I think he enjoyed the club life and everything. And there are there were one or two stories about him that probably don't, don't repeat, bear repeating here, but. Um, he enjoyed life, and and he was a very good looking guy, and 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 um, uh, uh, people, as I said, the, the women supporters loved him. So so why not? He, he enjoyed himself on and off the field, didn't he, Andy? Absolutely, and and he was a breath of fresh air like that, really, because you know he, he was a free spirit. And, uh, you know, football's certainly better from for being in it from Jackie, players like Jackie being in it. And, uh, you know, he, he, he enjoyed it and, 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 he, and he enjoyed football above anything else. You know, you can you can talk about bits and pieces off the pitch and everything you want to talk about it. But he loved playing football. And, you know, he, from a kid growing up, you know, in, obviously in Poland, places like that, it was a focus. And, and he, he, worked, he worked so hard at his game which maybe some people didn't see as well, you know, like the little bits I've just been talking about, about the technique. You don't get that technique and skill. It's a God-given talent, but you have to work at it as well. So there was, you know, he worked at his bits that he felt he needed to do. And, uh, but I think at the end of the day, he was, he was, he was a kid that loved playing football. And it might be a little bit different these days. Some, some players are, are in love with the lifestyle, but deep down, he enjoyed and loved entertaining and playing football. Mm. Very good friends with Ray Atavelt as well, from memory. <laughs> Let's roll the VT. Yeah. All three points on a horrendous own goal there by Simon Grayson. Taking on Horlock, getting round him. Good cross, great chance. Lovely opportunity there. Cole hooking it just wide. City be very dangerous in this position, this boy. Jakonowski, there's the return. Chance for Cole. Good save by Holland. Good goal for you. Dennis Smith, who's just moved into a new home, said today he still hadn't finished the unpacking here or at Ashton Gate. I think I made decisions which upset a lot of people and you know, possibly my attitude at the time would upset people in the way that I went around doing it. But you know, I've always been that way and I'm not, I don't intend to change. Smith steered City clear of a relegation dogfight and the new season began well. But signing Andy Cole, he now thinks, might have been a mistake, spending all his money on one player. Rumours of unrest began when Jackie Jakonowski was dropped recently, then ten games without a win and a spineless FA Cup defeat this week. But should he have gone? Shocked. Shocked, I can't believe it. I think that Leschke should have given enough money to, you know, give him time, sort things out. So, uh, the, the, the 
Dennis Smith's off. Jakonowski is off. Richard, what can you remember about the departure of Jakonowski? Well, uh, it was something that the fans never forgave Russell Osman for. I mean, Dennis Smith had 10 months in the job, as I remember, and that is not enough time for anybody. Um, Dennis was very full of his own ability, and I remember him standing up at an annual meeting and saying, basically at a time when results were really bad, if I can't put it right, nobody can, and I've got the highest coaching qualifications and all that, which didn't go down great. Um, but uh, he didn't have enough time. No, he didn't. And his, his signing of Andy Cole alone should have should have given him a, a, a bit more time because he, he was he was a bloke who produced attacking football, uh, and uh, the, the fans liked that. Um, strangely, because he was, as Andy said earlier, a, a no nonsense centre half himself, he didn't seem to be able to produce a, a settled and an effective defence. So when he went, uh, there was a relegation battle on. Russell Osman came in and immediately as an ex-England defender himself, set about making the team strong defensively. And it worked. So I've got no quibble with Russell Osman at all, but it meant, in his view, leaving out Jakonowski, who was, if you like, a luxury player in a, in a team that were fighting um, relegation. And so Russell went for the fact that he wanted every player contributing everything for the team. Uh, and they had to be a strong defensive unit. So that we started having one nils and nil nils and 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 the fans never really took to Russell because of that, but it was effective because in the end, Bristol City did survive that season and 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 went on to play, to play in the same league. So I've got some sympathy with Dennis Smith and I've also got some sympathy with Russell Osman for the way the fans, I think, remember him as mainly a defensive manager. Because if you look to the results, and I said the scores that season, there had to be some shoring up of the defence. It, it had to be done. And Jackie was a victim of that. It was as simple as that. Yeah. And Neil, that um, little, little bit there that they... Dennis Smith thought it was a mistake to sign Andy Cole. I think that's uh, probably not correct in hindsight with the sell-on from Newcastle no, no. and to Man United. No, that's not correct at all. That's the, one of the best things Dennis Smith ever did. <laughs> His legacy will be bringing Andy Cole. I think Richard's really right. Um, when when I the last time I spoke to to Jackie, he said that when he left, he was. I mean, he couldn't bear he couldn't bear Russell Osman to be honest, and you can understand that because people. Um, you know, managers who release players, players are not that keen on them. But like I said, that was three or four years ago I spoke to him and he said then in the benefit of hindsight, you could see that um, what Russell was trying to do. Russell, as as Richard said, dreadful at the back we were. So something had to give. And, you know, he was a new manager making his way, Russell. So I, I it was quite glad that he, uh, in, in his broken English, said I certainly forgive him. <laughs> for, for, for what he did, looking at the bigger picture, which, like I said, and, and again, as I say, Richard's right, that's how supporters felt. If you did a, a quick poll of supporters, they wouldn't be keen on Russell. Well, he got rid of Jakonowski, didn't he? But, you know, I think we can look at the bigger picture and think, yeah, we understand why why that had to happen. Although I do wish he'd have, uh, he'd have stayed around a bit longer, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it is when 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 you know you get into into a, a, a sort of a relegation battle. If you want flair and creativity, are always seems a luxury out there. And you know people need to get solid, and you need to ship less goals. So you know you can see that. But, uh, yeah, it was a shame when Jackie Jackie left. But uh, I think Dennis Dennis again would um, maybe a little bit more time. I think maybe maybe misunderstood with that comment that. It, not he, he shouldn't have signed him. Maybe if he could have got him a bit cheaper and he could have spent elsewhere. But I mean, you know, for what Andy Cole did for after that, um, is 
he's down to Dennis Smith, really plucking him because he was. I'm not saying he was going nowhere at the time, but Bristol City gave Andrew the, the, the platform to be the fantastic player that he ended up at Newcastle and certainly at, at Manchester United. And uh, yeah. I think, that, well, maybe wanted um, a lad called Malcolm Crosby as a coach. And uh, Malcolm, if I remember correctly, was had just got the. A, a job at Sunderland and it didn't quite work out. So, uh, you know, who knows if things had, have, things had been different. You, you just don't know, do you? I think if you ask fans about Russell Osman, they might say that, but they might also say that he gave us one of the best nights ever at Anfield mm. in uh, January 1994. So, uh, yeah, some some great memories of Russell but, Osman. But, but Neil's right. When you talk to fans about Russell Osman, the first thing they say is he got rid of Jakonowski. So uh, while he did have that wonderful night at, at Liverpool and it was one of the greatest cup nights in City's history, um, that is still, they don't forgive him. And then, of course, Jakonowski left for nothing. And and that was that was the other thing, you know. It was there wasn't a, there wasn't a big fee involved or anything, so they couldn't even say they made a profit on him like they did with Andy Cole. Um, he was basically not frozen out, but left out of the team and 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 then left got out of the club. That's basically that's basically what happened. And and Russell Russell um, would make no bones about it. He, he he didn't think the team could function with a with a luxury player like that. They weren't, in other words, they weren't good enough <clears throat> around Jackie. To, to, to put up with Jackie's lack of, of, of defensive work effort. And I think he was right. From, the, from there, he went to uh, Legia Warsaw, played six mm. times, scored one goal. Then Verden Sports, TSV Almania Aachen, 12 mm. appearances, two goals. And then finally, Polonia Warsaw, eight appearances, mm. one goal. So, I mean, he left Bristol City. He was just 30 or just over 30. Um <laughs> So yeah, I mean, what last time he was at Ashton Gate, I just had a little picture up there of of me with a picture of him, October twenty sixteen. Let's speak to former Players Association Neil Palmer. When's he coming back? Well, um, trying <laughs> to find Jackie Zaganowski has been the bane of my life. I can tell every supporter that we are all doing our best to try and find him. Um, it's been contacts after contacts. Um, I've been. I've had my Russian, my Russian. I've had my Polish app out on my phone to try and to construct an email and what have you. So, um, I will say that if we can get hold of him, he'll come back because I because of the affection that he does have for the club, and um, I th- you know he he came back for Andy uh, Andy Llewellyn's testimonial, came back for Jerry Gow's testimonial. So it's just a case of getting hold of him. I think if we can get hold of him. Well, so if there's anybody out there, Jimmy Lumsden any... must. Uh, must there, there is there is somebody out there who's on, on the right. case. And my, I'm, I'm, I'm on the case, Neil. There um, we go, then, Richard. That that'll do for me. That'll when I saw when I saw when I saw Jimmy Lumsden, I said to him, "What about you and Jackie coming to to Ashton Gate?" I said, "There's oh. this new players association. They love having old players back. Jackie would be absolutely welcome with open arms. Why don't you come with him?" Jimmy is in touch with Jackie. He's promised, he's promised to let me know. No prompt, well, no written promises, but he's promised to get in touch with Jackie. And when he's next in England, to say that he and Jimmy would come down together. Jimmy oh. had a laugh and said, "I think I'd be booed." He said, "We better go on the pitch together because he said I'll be booed if I go on my own." Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, <laughs> but that's not true. But um, uh, Jim, Jimmy's still very much in touch with Jackie, yeah. and uh, he, he has promised to let me know next time he's in the country. So well, fingers I, crossed. But I, I saw him when he came to the ground last. I went to the boardroom and, and saw him, and I also saw him when he he, he came for for testimonial. Uh, there was an old players game at Cleveland that I was involved in, and Jackie came to that. 
And as always, he was charming, loved to talk about Bristol City. He's got a great affection still for the club, no matter how it ended for him there. So uh, I can certainly see him, that we will see him at Ashton Gate in the in, in not-too-distant future. Yeah, that's brilliant. Well, thank you for that, Richard. I will remove that seat next to Mickey Mellon now. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can sit where you like. All right, mate. <laughs> um yeah it's uh and hopefully he'll listen to this podcast which i've got a few more fan fan memories and fan tributes to record as well and he will see that the you know i'm sure he knows the association that the fans have got with him um and the impact he had and uh it'll only it'll only spur him on mm. to get back sooner hopefully well can, um, I, just, can I just say finally yeah. that, well, congratulate Neil on the work he's done and, and I think it's wonderful that we're now getting these ex-players back to Ashton Gate on a regular basis I know they love it I love it um I think this new legends bar is a great idea we've had it intermittently over the years and it's something that clubs should have a club to me is only as big as their past and their traditions and their history and uh, it's wonderful that we're seeing all these different faces. You know, we've, we've, we've seen some some regular faces over the years come back. And a lot of the 76 team live locally. I know that. And, and we've seen them. But a lot of the, the, the variation now and the different people that have been invited, it's a great credit to everybody involved. I know Richard Gould's heavily involved, Scott Davidson. Um, but Neil, Neil has done a great deal himself. So, so well done on that. It's been brilliant. Thank you very much, Richard. You're right. Of your, of your club and, and I think a lot of times I mean Bristol has stayed at the at Ashton Gate as well which which is identity and it's it, sometimes it, you, you've got to keep that you know older players come in and, and, and people like to see it and keep and it's always been a, a place that most players that I've come in contact have enjoyed every minute of the time in the West Country and uh, your credit to, for, for getting that up and running and uh, making a great job of it And Andy when are you coming back? Yeah, <laughs> after today, um, uh, yeah, I still have some friends down in the West Country, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's long overdue. So yeah, maybe sort something out. That'd be great. I'd really love it. That'd be great. Welcome anytime, man. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I think we're gonna it's come to a natural close there. So uh, this this element, this part, um, we will finish. Uh, so just want to say, Richard, thank you so much for for coming Pleasure. on and sharing your sharing your insight. Neil, obviously, great to oh. have you on. And Andy, yeah. we'll be speaking again soon because uh, yeah. we're going to do a Robins reunited with you and Martin Scott very oh, soon. That'll be good. And they did well at left back, taking run from John Bailey, which was no easy task, by the way. Well, you know? we've, had some, we've had some great left backs over the years, haven't yeah. we? So, yeah. So we'll be we'll be in touch again soon, Andy. But uh, obviously, let us know if and when you ever want to come down to Bristol, and you'll be uh, first first name on the team sheet in the Legends Lounge. <laughs> but it's really sort to do that, and you know, thanks to the pair of you, and that'd be great. And uh... but uh, we'll be back after this short break with some more views from fans of Jackie Jakanowski. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that chat there with Richard Latham, Neil Palmer and Andy Leanin. I'm now joined by Matt Withers and Adam Gould. Matt obviously hosts the bonus show with me regularly. Matt, um, 
we were actually down in Bournemouth, weren't we? Remember? And uh, the yep. the Okie Koki was being sang or the Jackanowski. Yeah, in that bar. Yeah. yeah. So um it was really just showed how much of a legend Jackanowski was that that many years on there's still people chanting that song. That's what it's all about, as the song goes. Um what what I loved about it, Patch, was it was being sung by young lads and young girls that will never have seen Jackie play. Um, and, you know, when, when you, you you see some of the Premier League um, clubs and they sing songs about legends from the past, to hear Jackanowski every single time, whenever it's sang in, a, in an away end, and it tends to be at the away grounds more, just brings a smile to my face um, because he... He's my number one Bristol City player of all time. Um, I just, I love Jackanowski. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was nice, wasn't it? That, that Bournemouth game, we had a little smile, a little chat to ourselves about it. it yeah, it was good. It was good. Which, um, you know, the fact that he's your number one City player mm. and the fact that he had that number of appearances and that number of goals, it just shouts volumes, doesn't it? Yeah, and and, and also, you know, I, I am... Um, a lot older than Adam and a, and a fair bit older than you. Um, so I got to see Bristol City in the first division. Um, I've said before, you know, my, my family were friends with Jerry Gow. I loved Jerry Gow. Grew up loving Walshy, Glyn Riley, Steve Neville, as we said. And then the likes of Bob Taylor, Robbie Turner. But but Jackanowski just had something. He just... Th- there's not been a huge amount of Bristol City players that just got you off your, your, your well, we were stood anyway in those days, but just made you kind of, you know, you had that Anticipate. anticipation. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was just, yeah, just tremendous, just tremendous. And probably the character of him as well. You know, that we we know some of the stories with Jackie that, um, you know, he he, he lived life to the full. Um, so that, that was part of it as well. But yeah, he, he, you know, I make no bones about it. He is absolutely my number one Bristol City player. Yeah. So I've just shown Adam and Matt the video, the highlight package that I've stitched together of the goals and assists. And Adam has actually got the Jackanowski t-shirt on, which is great commitment to the cause. Um, Adam, where did you get the t-shirt from for a start? It is, um, it says it on the back. It was uh, back in the day. It was probably, probably 10, 15 years old now, but I, I did my wife just before I came on. My wife said, "Why are you getting changed to go on a podcast?" She realised there's no video with it. And I just wanted to, I just wanted any excuse to put it back on. I haven't put it on for a few years, and it's the sort of thing now. If you wear it to the pub, people look at you and go, "See that old guy that used to play for City?" Because you kind of forget where the years go a little bit, don't you? Yeah. But I can only echo exactly what Matt's just said. I mean, for, in terms of excitement and players and. Thankfully, I have got a few more years on on him, but I was yeah. I was 10, 11 years old, so I'm at the peak. And they always say if if you your first FA Cup final you can remember, that's when you first start. So this is this is me. I'm I'm sort of 91, 92 Cup final, and this was when I was. They were heroes. I'm still yeah. sad enough that they're heroes now, mind. I still get a, li- a little bit even round them. I was chatting with Marlon Pat the other day in the bar. I still get like it now, no matter how many times I see them. But for me. Jackanowski was just a magician. I used to write, I had written on my pencil case, Jackanowski is magic. And my mum went <laughs> mental because we'd just gone back and it was sort of September and I had this big red leather pencil case. Very cool that was at the time. <laughs> and it said Jackanowski is magic written across it because he was magic. He was a magician. I loved him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and Matt, obviously, 
we've we've seen those goals and some of the assists, but we won't have seen a lot of the skill that didn't lead to a goal or was a goal. And I remember you saying your memory, fondest memory, was I think in that first game at Southend where he sort of brought it down out of the sky or flicked it over someone. No, head. it was it is it Ipswich. Um, ah, right. We played okay. played Ipswich, and um, it was at the old open end end. Um, and yeah, he pulled pulled a ball out of the sky and flicked it over his head. I mean, in, in my head now, it was very reminiscent of Aussie Ardiles and Escape to Victory, or and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like that at all. But it was <laughs> just a moment of of class from him. Um, and you know, what, watching that that video patch that you've you've shown us there, some of the movement and and it, the the best players make it look simple, and he made it look simple. The balls that he would play into Andy Cole. They were defence splitting, but they they were the right ball, the right time, the right weight. He just had it all, and he had that swagger about him as well, didn't he? It was just, yeah, um, you saw fabulous moments. The game. Do you know what he did for the game watching it is he made people smile. Yeah. And we've just watched that, and I, I glanced and looked at you both, and you've probably seen the clips as many times over the years as I have, probably more. I'm sat, I'm beaming watching these old videos and these old old commentaries. Of this guy, and I can the memories were flooding back of the old East End, the open end, and I remember where I used to sit with my dad in the Williams and the big wall of the dolman. And and it's I'm not smiling because they were the good old days at City, I'm smiling because I'm remembering what Jackie used to do. And when we go back in the school, and I used to be Jackanovsky in the playground at school mm. because he had this sort of aura about him, and, and you're right, Patch, it, it wasn't about his goals and his assists, but he'd do stuff in the left back position, and you think. Well, we're used to Martin Scott just smashing that out of the line. Stuart Munro wouldn't didn't have that in his locker, you know. We didn't Dave Martin never did that back in the day. And all of a sudden <laughs> we've got this maverick playing for us. He, and he just makes you smile and he still does now. Just watching those videos and, now. It, it's and the fact the fact we signed him from Celtic, you know, and, and he was a hero at Celtic. They loved a fault fault hero anyway. They loved him at Celtic. And when we were talking about it the other day, Patch, I I, I knew that I knew he was signed by Jimmy Lumsden, but you kind of forget it a little bit. And, you know, Jimmy Lumsden obviously was Joe Jordan's assistant, got the job, did, did reasonably well to start with, but, you know, he, he signed Jackanowski. So whatever Jimmy Lumsden did, and I actually can remember having a bit of a shouting match at Jimmy Lumsden for another decision that he made, but whatever he did, <laughs> he signed, he signed Jackanowski. What a player, what a player. Yeah, absolutely. My favorite, uh, my favorite memory of me. Sorry, Pat. My favorite. Memory yeah, no, I was going to say, uh, yeah, from watching from watching all of those videos, have you got a favorite memory? Is it one of them, or is it something well, else? It's something completely different, um, and it's it's kind of weird, really. That Beryl Fudge used to sell photographs with sticky sticky backs to them in the club shop, and they were fifty p. And I remember we played. Um, I think we were probably sort of under tens, under elevens. And everyone at the time supported Man United, Tottenham or Liverpool, or a lot of United fans. So I was the only Bristol City fan in our little under-11s team. We played against the Junior Reds and I was given a pound to take with me. And all I, was, all I had to do was make sure you buy yourself a little drink and the pound went a long way back then. Um, and we went in the club shop before the game and everyone's looking at scars, but none of us had any money. And I saw these photographs in there with the sticky backs and I bought two... Not, not different players. I bought two Jackanowski photographs and I stuck one on the back of my door and that stayed on the back of my door until I was 19 years old when I moved out of my mum and dad's house. And he was there and I had all the other stickers there and the posters came and went and footballers were replaced by girls and magazines. But Jackie was an ever-present. So 
my memory of Jackanowski is his little 50p photograph that was there and it's still down on my mum and dad's back in my mum and dad's say, door now. Yeah. When, <laughs> did you take the door with you when okay. you moved out? <laughs> if I could, I would have done. So yeah, that's my favourite memory because he was my first sort of poster on the wall, the, the sticky picture and Beryl Fudge lover, she used to used to sell those pictures and that was that's my memory because he used to look at me every time I leave my bedroom back in the day, Jackanowski yeah. on my door. It's, <laughs> it's funny because... Um, and again, because of my age, but when I when I started work at 18, um, you used to have these dividers <clears throat> that separated the desks between sort of, you know, the, you'd have desks next to you, but opposite you. Um, and they were like cloth dividers and you could stick up, might be work notices <laughs> and, and little user guides or whatever you had. But I always remember, and I've, and I've got them in my drawer next to me here, but I always remember having um, stuff on Bob Taylor because I loved Bob Taylor. But I had a photo of Jackie Jackanowski's his city club photo, which I laminated using the work laminator. So I knew it wouldn't get spoiled. It was signed. And that was pride of place on my desk. And every desk I moved, that would always go with me and would always be there. Um, and obviously I'm then now a home worker. Um, and I, I actually, I haven't got it up. I've got it in the drawer next to me, but I, I'm I'm going to make it and put You'll it, put it back up. Yeah, yeah, it was just... <laughs> Who takes yeah. that honour honor since then? And yeah, I know. It's, it's I mean, just, how many years yeah. have we been? And we're still waiting yeah. for like Tinian, Scott Murray. But yeah. Jackie is, Jackie's there. Jackie was, I mean, you. how many fans could you ask of a certain vintage? Probably looking at 35, probably well, 40 plus now, isn't it? Mm. That would say, well, Jackie's in my top two or three. Probably Jackie, you know, Bob Taylor's there. Scotty Murray, maybe Tinian. But Jackanowski's there. It's, Jackanowski is an absolute legend. Which you know, fifty-five appearances for City and and nine goals. You know, can you think of many players that have had less appearances? I'm thinking maybe Tammy Abraham that have had such a such an impact. But Tammy was Tammy. Jackie just had that sort of cult status. You knew that Tammy was gonna leave us and go on to bigger and better things. Yeah. But here we go. Matt's <laughs> holding up the laminate. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, it's signed. Signed, as well. it's signed. signed by Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great photo. Insane. I'm gonna have to get a, get a get a good, good picture of that yeah, one. That's very yeah. good. But no, the, the cult hero status thing. I mean, when Tammy came to us, you knew he was going to go on as a stepping stone, and rightly so. And he was a he was a class quality player. Akin Bailly, in a way, was doing the same. When Jackie came, he signed for a quarter of a million, which which was a fair price back then. Mm. He'd scored he'd scored four in a European Cup game or a, a UEFA Cup game for um for Celtic just before we or in the season before we'd signed. But you didn't feel like, well, I didn't at the time, maybe it's, it's rose-tinted glasses, but he wasn't trying to use it as a stepping stone. He was just happy to play. And when you, you watch the interviews and everything afterwards, he was just happy to come and get a game. And he loved Bristol as soon as he came down here. And you felt like he wanted to be here. And since then, I'm, sorry, I'm distracted because Matt's got this picture of Jackie on the wall now. He's <laughs> taking pictures. He's, taking, he's he's in his own little zone. He's forgot we're trying to record a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> It's the impact of of, of Jackie. Jackie. Um, But of those nine goals, Adam, of those nine goals, I think my favourite, which I can remember, were um, you know really well, is the 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 Portsmouth, the first game of the season um, of of that season, ninety two ninety three season, I think it was. That um, you know that optimism at the start of every season for every City fan is always sky high, and even though we drew three three. Cole getting a goal and Jackanowski getting two and an assist. You just thought, here we go. 
I think, and you're going to correct me, I think we beat Portsmouth, uh, Chelsea in a pre-season just before that. And optimism was sky high. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm correct on that. We just beat Chelsea in a pre-season. But the little one-twos, that's where he had little one-twos with Andy Cole. And he made it look so, so simple. And it's all right to say, well, Cole was sharp off the mark. But they had this telepathic understanding where it's little one-twos, wherever they were to. And Coley was the same. Coley put a few on the Jakanowski, and we've just seen it in that video there. He's put one across the face of the box where Jackie's coming at the back stick. The two of them were very good together. And I think it needed someone as intelligent as Cole to understand what he was doing. With no disrespect to, to Big Wayne, um, and, and we were fortunate enough to share an evening in his company 12 months ago, but I'm not sure Wayne Allison had the intelligence or pace to to complement what Jackie could offer. And the two of them at that time, they both stuck around for sort of 12 months, 18 months. They were brilliant together. And it was just a yeah. golden time to have those two up front. And for me, just to repeat, that's when I really, really was falling in love. So those two gits have made me have a lifetime of absolute hell and <laughs> misery. misery. So, yeah. <laughs> They're the ones to play. I've always blamed yeah. dad. I've just, this is like therapy. I've realized now <laughs> that it's Andy Cole and Jack Anoski that I've got to blame. <laughs> yeah, good segue with Wayne Allison because the last voices you hear on this podcast will be Wayne Allison and Junior Brent. Junior Brent? Junior, <laughs> Junior Brent. Yeah. Talking about Jack Anoski. Um, so we'll let them play out the podcast. But Matt, before we sign off on this chat about Jackie... How disappointed, gutted were you when he left? Devastated. Yeah, devastated. S similar with Bob Taylor, um, but with Jackie, as I say, he was he was my favourite player. Um, I felt he it, it was a maverick. He was a player that you needed a manager that knew what he was, knew that you wouldn't get certain things from him, but what you got from him was enough. Um and that there are a few. I, I don't. I can't remember who was manager when he left. Whether it was Russell, Russell Osman. Osman. Yeah, yeah, it was Russell. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Who, who Russell. Russell would have played with him. Look as well. And you know, it, it, the Leicester game is always one that gets talked about with Jackie in the cup. And Russell played in that game. Um, and it it sounds a bit horrible to say, especially when you consider that Russell was in charge in the Liverpool game. But I never forgave him. I never wanted Russell Osman to really succeed because he got rid of Jackie. And that sounds dreadful to say it. And and probably not as dramatic as that. Not that he didn't want him to su succeed because I want every Bristol City manager to succeed because it's my club. But I, yeah, I just couldn't get past the fact that he, he got rid of Jack Anoski. And why would you? Why would you want to get rid of that sort of talent? I remember having a similar feeling when um, Glenn Hoddle left Gaza out of the, yeah, the, the World, World Cup, Cup in 98. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, same question to you, Adam, well, uh, around Jackie's departure. I think I'm, I'm man enough now to, um, I mean, I, I do moisturise, I have to, because I've got lines of me. So <laughs> that's I'm, that's I'm good. Yeah, cheers, yeah. So um, I'm confident enough in my own in my own personality. I was, tears were flying. You know, I was, dev as, a, as a young schoolboy, I was absolutely devastated by it. And I couldn't believe how a football club can get rid of a player as good as that. Yeah. I, fun, the fundamentals didn't come into it and what he trained like, where he was a bad influence and what. But I felt it's funny you should mention Glenn Hoddle because Glenn Hoddle used to say the same when he was he started managing. He couldn't understand how players weren't professional enough or weren't good enough or fit enough or had the ability. And I always think that about Osman. Osman had mm. such a good career, maybe not so much when he was playing with us, but 
I, I just think, you know, from everything he did in the game, was he aiming and trying to get his squad to a little bit higher than it should have been? And Jackie didn't yeah. quite fit it. And he had to make a mark. And he thought, well, I'm in charge now. I've gone from player to player manager. I think he was... I don't think he was manager when he... I think he was player manager when he, when he got rid of was him. Was he? Yeah, might um, have been, yeah. So he's gone, well, I'll make a mark. This will this will tell people he's boss. I'm going to get rid of him. I just gutted. Obviously, absolutely devastating. Andy Cole was... was on as well so that was and we had some pretty dark days after that we got relegated two two years after I think it was so yeah I was um I was gutted and it hurts now I've started smiling at the start of this podcast and I'm, I'm back in a dark place again yeah I was <laughs> right, gutted okay. I want to I want to know Matt if uh if I, I'm hoping Jackie will listen to this I'm pretty confident I've got we've got um Richard Latham, who was on beforehand, has got uh, hopefully some contact in. So he might listen to this. If he's listening now, what would you say to him? I'd say thank you for everything that you, you did for Bristol City and, and just the way that you made me feel about watching him and watching Bristol City. And I'd say, please, please, please come back and visit us again so that another generation get to understand exactly who Darius Jackie Jakanowski was for Bristol City fans because there's never been another like him since for me um that 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 player so yeah thank you Jackie and please come back yeah same to you Adam yeah you know I I I thank my dad and the football club for what they've given me over the years I'm very very privileged to have for the last 33 years to have traveled the the UK and the world you know went to Portugal in a pre-season um with my dad um sharing a passion for that and that's mainly down I'd say it's the club but it's the players for the club that have given me my passion for it and and Jackie was such a big big influence in those formative years Um, and I speak for a generation because a lot of Mm. me so I drink with and stuff and they're all the same you know I'm I'm sat in a t-shirt with his name on now and that says it all just thank you so much and you'll never understand what an influence he had for a small club in Bristol in the south of England you might get told it but He'll never appreciate the likes of sad individuals like me and you and, and yep. the three of us, and probably a lot of the majority that are listening. You know, we live and breathe this football club, and he was probably one of the biggest players and given me my greatest love in life. You know, my wife doesn't listen to this, so it's all right, but <laughs> thank you. And can I have a signed photo as well? Because I'm very yeah. jealous of Matt's signed photo. So if he is listening, I'd love a signed picture. But yeah, yeah, just sincere, honest, sincere, sincere thanks. Yeah, but we're talking sure. about the legends, Bob Patchin. What a, you know, to get a legend like Jackie Jackanowski in there would be amazing, wouldn't it? And if I don't get an invite on that day, Patch, you can keep <laughs> you your podcast because I won't be coming on another one. Well, uh, we'll have to put you to work. Um, so 30 years ago, almost 30 years ago, was his last appearance in a 1-0 home defeat to Millwall. But 30 years on almost, we're talking about him and reminiscing about him. And yeah. I just want to say, echo everything you said, but a happy 60th birthday to Jackie Jackanowski. Yeah. And I'm sure you boys want to say that as well. Yeah, happy birthday, Jackie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Darius, happy birthday, my friend. Right. We'll move on now. We'll hear from Junior Bent and Wayne Allison. So for now, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back soon. Some of the things that Derek, I've never seen in my life do, flicking, flicking the ball over people's heads on the on touchline was frightening. And within in the game, you knew you always had a chance, whether you're 1-0 down or 2-0 down, you had a chance of getting back in the game because you could produce something out of nothing. And I've never seen a player like that. The ability he had was frightening, to be honest. And we only saw half of that in the game because some stuff that he did in training was 
ridiculous, wasn't it? Absolutely yeah. ridiculous. They were slumming it with us, put it that way. You know? Yeah. They, they, they were already they're on a different different level of understanding of the game and, and what their abilities can allow them to do. We we were striving to be close to that. Yeah. Um. Is there any stories you can tell us about Jackanowski off the pitch, or are they all? Um... Yeah, there's loads of stories I could tell you about Jackie, but I'm not going to. <laughs> What a question that is! Hey, listen, I've I've learned over the years, if you don't ask, you don't get. You are dead right. Okay, so I've done some very good segues in my time, but the don't ask, don't get segue has to be top of the list. The icing on this birthday cake of a podcast is Jackie Jackanowski on the line. Jackie, how are you, sir? Yes, thank you very much. Uh, I I don't think it is right... My birthday, because I don't feel it on my age. <laughs> you I don't look younger, your age. Much younger. <laughs> no, you definitely don't look like you'll be turning 60, Jackie, um, Well, tomorrow um, as we speak. But uh, you've listened to the podcast, and I think it's fair to say you enjoyed it. Hope you weren't blushing too much listening to it. Yeah, it's fine. It's uh, very nice. Very big pleasure, too, uh, because uh, we spent uh, one half year we play together. We spend time out of the pitch as well, and I hope uh, everything in life uh, with them is uh, is okay. Is is uh, is everything is correct for them? Yeah, absolutely, and also Wayne Allison and Junior Bent. That was an extract from a from a podcast I did with with those guys. And uh, Wayne wouldn't let go. Wouldn't tell us any stories about you. Yeah, because we'll be maybe uh, not very exciting when we drink coffee <laughs> we're in Clifton and when we speak about football. It's maybe he uh, he realizes it's not uh, really exciting because sometimes <laughs> his life is about we speak about football, about last game. Yeah, yeah but why didn't say very good story because he, uh, uh, maybe I will say some good story with Wayne Allison. Absolutely. After uh, two three games. Uh, when he took me after the game to, for the coffee and say, Jackie, uh, you must more understand in English football. I will tell you something. What is the most important? If we don't have ball, we try to get the ball and we're <laughs> running. And after we, we just take a relax. Okay. And uh, yeah, I said, uh, Wayne, the most important things for our team you running when we don't have the ball. You get the ball, you give me, and you later you take rest because I'm doing more job. And he said, Jackie, you don't understand. You don't understand football. Sorry. Uh, brilliant. Yeah, no, great story. Um, so, yeah. But it's a true story. I bet. I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's one of those things that we we spoke for uh, an hour and twenty minutes in total across across those various people that all had something to say about you and and, and thirty years on, people still chanting your name in a pub in Bournemouth. What do you think about that? Mm, yeah, it's uh, it's pleasure. Uh, I know I, I didn't play so too long in uh, Bristol, uh, but. Uh, I the same. I, I, from time to time, I, I speak about the how was good atmosphere in Bristol, uh, how good supporters. Uh, I, st- I still, I, I was so. Uh, I, I still have goosebumps uh, when I uh, when I 
uh, when I um, come to my memory, when I, I, I play a few years ago, testimonial game in Bristol, I was about four or 5,000 uh, people and I play this game. And after this game, uh, 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 maybe two, uh, 2,000, 3,000 uh, still, uh, still um, after the game, still uh, don't moving from the stand and just shouting my name it was <laughs> was really great for me and uh, and i hope uh, i hope uh, yes it was a good memory good moment for me and i was uh, really excited and uh, this moment because it's you know it's, people still remember and i i still i have very very good memory in bristol because uh, were very good supporters and really I feel was behind me. Matt, it was no surprise for you, was it, hearing that chant in Bournemouth 30 years on? No. Um, I mean, I make, make no bones about it, Jackie. You're a hero of mine. Um, I've got a, a photograph of you there that is signed from that game, actually. Um, oh. From, uh, yeah, many years ago. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the funny thing is, Jackie, if you say to fans of you know, sort of my era, who is your favourite player of all time? And I've been a season ticket holder for 40 plus years. It's you. Um, and as you say, oh you, didn't, you didn't, didn't play a huge amount of games, but your name comes top of the list for so many fans when it comes to their favourite Bristol City player. Um, and absolutely for me, and this, you know, when Patch sort of said to me that he was getting you on, I can't explain to you how excited I was because <laughs> you're my, my Bristol City footballing hero. Um, yeah. And as Patch said, we were in a pub in Bournemouth and there were young lads and, and ladies, no older than 16, 17. And they were singing the, the Jackanoski song, which I don't know if you know it, but there's a song called The Oki Koki, which was adopted to do, you do the Jackanoski. You put your left arm in, your left arm out. And in this bar, they're all singing, do the Jackanoski. So it was it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Matt, you yeah, didn't think you'd be singing the Oki Koki to Jackie Jackie today, <laughs> I didn't, not when I woke up, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, you are still so, so popular for, for Bristol City fans. Oh, it's a big pleasure for me, you know. It's, uh, you know, because sometimes in the, for your football career, you have good moments, bad moments. Mm. Um But uh, I, I feel, I feel, I feel like... Uh, we didn't uh, good uh, have good, uh, good fantastic job like in the team. Uh, we 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 always have the uh, appetite to uh, okay fighting for promotion maybe be in the this uh, top six maybe and fighting for this, and we we never didn't achieve what is um, wasn't good uh, mm. uh, for me, for us for our team. I think I think we have. I, th I think we have uh, moments uh, um, where we end the call play when uh, another young players, but Rob Edwards, uh, Mickey Mellon, uh, Gary Shelton, Keith Welsh was. Uh, I don't want to say more. Maybe we needed a little correct, maybe in the squad. Mm. Maybe we need uh, maybe more pressure as well from the from the club about we must go to the to the Premier League. Uh, uh, because uh, I met, for example, uh, uh, two years ago, uh, Andy Cole was in Warsaw. He came from Manchester United. He won uh, on the on the club in Legia or so, and and we met each other. It was, it was just incredible. We mm. just um, we, we 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 make hugs, 
and we we we, we brought uh, memories uh, on when we playing and i i think uh, i think we spoke about this uh, situation in bristol i i, I thought uh, oh my god we have really good moment uh, he said to me you jackie play well i i uh, i was a young player greedy about success and peter we didn't uh, we didn't uh, we didn't just uh, make the little switch uh, to 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 um, uh, to support us to 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 our fans uh, from bristol about we can uh, fighting for uh, the premier league what mm -hmm. is what is was you know great from this kind of player what andy call who has fantastic a football career about in Manchester United and in the Europe in the Champions League but he said uh, he said uh, yes Peter we, we didn't make the, maybe uh, maybe more more uh, how we say more success more success more success in in, in Bristol uh, mm. but it's, you know but even <laughs> yeah. but that but even that Matt the fact that the team didn't perform or get high up the league the fact that Jackie's still remembered in terms of you know nine goals 55 appearances and in a team that didn't get promoted or anything makes it even more incredible for me yeah it, it does and you know and Andy Cole went on to to have a tremendous career and and Andy's is is very well liked at Bristol City um which you know for for what he did for us with the goals that he scored and then the fact the transfer fee what he went on to um but yeah it's still J jackie that, that fans talk about isn't it well, in, uh... in 2005 jackie was voted bristol city's all-time cult hero by football focus viewers ahead of favorites john atio and brian tinian yeah um oh so God. yeah yeah find that little know, fact he's... Yeah. It's for me. It's like uh, just I am seven feet, probably. So you need to move. Basically, Jackie, you need to move back to Bristol and then just come to every game. I think. Um, so we'll get that sorted. We'll get, we'll get a statue. <laughs> yeah, I, I must back uh, to 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 Bristol. I must uh, come for watch the game and yeah. and maybe I must go go to the pub in Bournemouth uh, to, to, <laughs> to, 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 to do the Jackanovsky. <laughs> Next time we play Bournemouth away, you'll come with me and Matt and we'll take you there. Okay. Um, okay. Um, but the, yeah. the, the, the £250,000 move from Celtic in January 1992, how did that come about? Did you even know where Bristol was? Uh, you know, I was a little angry about that, Celtic, because uh, after two years I have proposal to staying three years uh, younger in Celtic. Uh, but what's happened was change manager and um, Lion Brady came. And he came with another striker, Cascarino. And, and from this time, I don't have a chance to to show uh, to Lion Brady. We play against each other, Lion Brady, when he was in Inter Milan. And I was in Legio also. And um, he know me. But uh, in this moment, uh, I was first time I was dropped to reserve, and I was shocked. And uh, I was I try I, I I tell you honest something. First month when I when I start playing in the reserve, I was the worst player on the pitch because my my brain just switch off, and uh, it is, wasn't a good moment for me. One month and one, one month after, I start to. To, I I don't know just more focus on the football more focus on on, on my football career and I, I starting to playing well and I still I didn't get the chance 
And uh, I don't want, uh, I, I, this time I, I was in, unhappy in Celtic and I said, okay, I'm moving to Bristol to, 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 they have uh, ambition to, to, to go to Premier League. And I try to prove that I'm still good enough. But you know, if you, if you, if you came from Celtic, it's a little different because in Celtic, it's half of the time, half of the town. Glasgow, living just just football, just you are here in Celtic, or you are here in Rangers. <laughs> and when I came to uh, Bristol City, uh, in Celtic, every game came thirty five thousand this moment, this time, because it was uh, old stadium. And in in the Bristol City, I know it was fourteen, fifteen thousand, and maybe twenty thousand if maybe derby on on the on big game, mm. but it's a little different. But this town is okay, have great supporters, but not big like in the Celtic. But I said, okay, I I I, I came to uh, Celtic, and uh, this time uh, Jimmy Lambsdon was the uh, took over after Joe Jordan, mm. and he he was he was Scottish. He is still Scottish because uh, what is the funny thing? So I uh, two uh, two weeks ago I spoke with Jimmy Lambsdon. Oh, wow. Yes, because. Uh, um, Shakhtar Donetsk play, Shakhtar Donetsk play against Celtic, and uh, Roy Atkin from Celtic came yeah, to yeah. came to Legia or so, and we didn't see maybe thirty years. He called me, Why? and he called me and Jackie, well, where are you? I said, uh, I said, where are you? Because thirty years, we, because uh, I waiting in Warsaw for, uh, for you, and uh, and we, we 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 met in the stadium. And he said, hey, listen, I living in the same village and Jimmy Lamson, we spoke a few times about you. Could you, when I back to uh, Leeds, uh, can you uh, can you speak with him? I said, yes, with big pleasure, because uh, I have good memory of Jimmy yeah. Lamson. And we spoke, it was very nice. Oh, that's awesome. Very that's nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great. Well, you made quite an impact. I mean, having watched the video that I put together with all your goals and assists, have you got a favourite moment? I think you really enjoyed playing against Leicester City. Oh, yeah. It was first game in the Cup. Uh, yes, muddy pitch was uh, very soft. And uh, we, we wasn't a favourite in this game. And was, yes, we won 2-1. And I scored by Hedda. Yeah. Is, for me, it is like unbelievable because <laughs> I usually, when I... Uh, when I hitting the by head, uh, I always close eyes. It was a great header, glancing. Yeah, header, great header. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But we play quite well. We play counter attack. Uh, what is uh, what is very exciting and very good. Uh, you know, uh, on the first game when I playing it was very good start uh, from me. Mm. But uh, I think another game came to my memory. It, is, it was an incredible game because uh, first game we play against uh, Wolverhampton and we drew uh, away. And I, I have, uh, I, after 10 minutes, uh, they cut it off me from the pitch uh, from the Wolverhampton because uh, I have a big, I, I, I got it on the, on, the changing, uh, on the changing room, 13 stitches. Oh, yeah. Because wow. I have on the sheen. I have, uh, you know, stamp yep. when I try to uh, shoot, shooting and and I was just, I just laid down and I just uh, shouting in Polish language. Uh, maybe <laughs> I finished football career or something, something. And uh, 
and I had got it 13 stitches. And two weeks later, we play revenge with uh, uh, Wolverhampton. And I, 11 days I didn't play, I just running little because 13 stitches and, 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 and Dennis Smith, uh, I came to the training uh, before the game and Dennis Smith said to me, uh, listen, Jackie, maybe you can, maybe 10 minutes or five minutes end of it will be, will be, I don't know, one, one, or we have very close to winning or draw or something. I said, okay. And after the first half was zero, zero. And he said, hey, come on, you are ready. I said, okay. Be. And this moment when the ball touched my shin, I am finished. Because stitches right. was still, okay. I said, hey, come on. And it was incredible because uh, I scored two goals, but I didn't training uh, 12 days. I just, uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, it was incredible. It is, it is you know, you, you, in the football career, I mean, you have one moment or two moments with this kind of, when you're not training, when you come on uh, and you worry about, it, you cannot play uh, uh, very close to the opponents because you cannot fight. Hmm. But you okay, you must move in uh, very quickly. But you score goal. It was, it was incredible. Oh, just, yes. I still, I, I still, if I uh, washing my leg, I said it's thirteen stitches. But still got the scar. Maybe it is the point when I got it every game, thirteen stitches, and I great. I'm not trained. You'd be a very scarred man if that was the case. But yeah, that yeah. that game um, against Wolves at Ashton Gate, you came on for Rob Edwards and then scored two goals, the 84th minute and the 87th minute. Yeah, it was incredible. It was just just fantastic day for us because uh, Wolverhampton was the was the favourite on this game. But it was great, 84, 87. What do you want from, from the football? <laughs> you feel like uh, you touched the heaven. You're yeah. vindicated in your uh, in your comments to to Wayne Allison about the way you need to play and just just get the ball. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I prove it. I said I said, I don't remember if I said to him, but but I really regret I didn't tell him. Listen, <laughs> you were running, you get me the ball and take the rest and absolutely you give the autograph the the supporters. It's my job. Yeah. Is the My job is to score goals. I think it was yes. um, Andy Leenan that said that on the podcast earlier as well. Um, so you've done something that the number of City players over the years haven't been able to do, and that is play in Europe for Bristol City on a tour to Pisa. Do you remember much about that? Yes, I remember. Uh, we're playing. Uh, and we didn't play. Uh, we wasn't successful against the Italian uh, teams. We, we lost about, but it's... Uh, was good, uh, good, uh, good memory. And another game was uh, great for me. Uh, when Glenn Hoddle. Glenn Hoddle. Oh, Glenn Hoddle. Glenn Hoddle. Glenn Hoddle. Yes. Yeah. Well, sorry. It's, yeah, Glenn Hoddle. You know, he's coming sixties. <laughs> Glenn Hoddle. It was incredible because he 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 made the uh, 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 he played the the best player from the championship, and we play against Italy to the second bid. Uh, B, uh, Serie B. Serie ah, B. right. Uh, okay. Like a championship yes, select team. Select team, yes. Ah, and right. Play, okay. And Andy Cole play as well. And it was the same. Very good. Uh, I don't remember that, Matt. You? Yes. Uh, we play very close to an apple, I think, something. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that, didn't know that one. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we, we just... Uh, and you call uh, playing, and uh, yeah, we, we lost, but it was a very good experience. Very good experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
And obviously you've been back to Bristol City a few times since for appearances and testimonials and things like that. Do you still keep an eye out for Bristol City scorers to this day? Yes, yes. Yeah. I keep it. Yes. Able to watch uh, many games. I think there's some broadcast nationally, internationally, isn't there? Yeah, not too many because uh, uh, some of the players uh, from time to time is not often, not often. Uh, but yes, you know, it's, uh, in Bristol City have the like the five, six winning. You think you are very close, three, yep. four, fourth place. You think excitement. Coming moment, three, four games down, lose yep. it. Okay, <laughs> but in the middle. Well, the life of a Bristol life. City fan, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. We're yeah, still I mean, trying to get to the Premier League, Jackie. Yeah. Still trying. Yeah, we got very close, didn't we, um, with Gary Johnson's team, get to Wembley mm. and lost in the playoff final. Um, but we're, 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 we're gradually on our way back up to, to that position under Nigel Pearson now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah time, time will tell. Um, but what's, what does a, a day look like for Jakonowski these days? What are you up to? What are you doing? Uh, I work in for television. Okay. And uh, usually I'm the Champions League because uh, Paul Sats sport. Mm-hmm. He's the, have, uh, have the rights uh, to show these games. I am the expert. I writing every uh, Monday for column uh, to uh, the most popular uh, paper about the sport is called Przegląd Sportowy. And uh, I, I writing the same uh, things to Interia. It is about the column about my, uh, my, uh, my vision, my, uh, my uh, opinion about the uh, if something happened in the football, is uh, I write it. Is that is on? The, is that on the Polish league or the the Premier League or football in general? Football general. Is I don't have any any specific. Uh, for example, the Polish league is is uh, is up to me. Uh, and, okay. and before I was uh, I was involved in the in the in the in the coaching because mm. I have uh, I I am the uh, coach with certificate with the professional yeah. and I was uh, between 2001 2006 I was the uh, coach for national team under uh, 16 17 18 and 2006 2008 I was the second coach with national team with uh, Leo Benhacker he is the Dutch yes yeah. very famous uh, manager yeah who was the coach who was the manager Real Madrid Ajax uh, oh, national team in Holland but it was fantastic experience, and uh, yeah, it is. Uh, but later, you know, it's sometimes it's difficult to be coach uh, because you're moving from the one town to another town. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a little similar, um, like like gypsy have uh, absolutely you know, one yeah. year to here, or two years uh, later. Uh, and um, yeah, it's little just... little uh, little job security in the the managerial and coaching game. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but Matt, Matt, um, so Jackie writes a column on a Monday, same as you. I write one for on yeah for the local, um, Brist- what was the Bristol Evening Post. Um, so oh, yeah, I, I write one on, on Bristol City. So yeah, oh, okay. You, you've had a few mentions in that over the years as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Yeah. So, Jackie, plans for the big day? Plans for the big weekend? Turning sixty? Are you are you hiding yourself in a darkened room? Or are you out celebrating? 
Yes, I have uh, some plan. Is uh, uh, tomorrow will uh, came to my friends. Will be around twenty people. Uh, yeah, we're celebrating. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's you know it's uh, yeah. Will you, will you be doing the Jakanowski? But <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have another song about it. But they, a pity is not uh, the I cannot invite the people from warm up. I will yeah. see what is the biggest uh, present for me. Yeah, but okay. uh, we will we have another song, Stolat Stolat. If you it is about 100 years, you will be living. Okay, right. But okay. As you know, 100 years living is not a good story, you know. <laughs> yeah. Too long, uh, yeah. but we Brilliant. have Polish song. What, what I remember when I start singing uh, one time in the, my uh, friend's birthday in the in the Bristol, he said, hey, "Listen, it is something like soldier the song. It is, uh, you know, it is not. Uh, it is very strong. Stola, uh, stola. It is like not like nicely, <laughs> like like soldier song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what is? Yeah. Well, we'll have to ask Alexa for that uh, in your honor tomorrow <laughs> on the uh, on the yeah, yeah. Um, but J- Jackie, uh, absolute honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you for sharing um, the time with us and happy birthday for tomorrow. Yes. Happy Thank birthday. you very much. And I, I try to say hello to my uh, all supporters in uh, Bristol. And I really, uh, my heart is with the uh, Bristol and and I cross fingers for get promoted and and see you in the Bristol and Ashton Gate. And oh, it'd be great! Awesome. Would be great to for see you. For me, back. it is great <laughs> always. Ashton Gate's changed as well, Jackie. It's changed yeah. a lot. There's been a lot of development there. So exactly, yeah. it's yeah. great. Great to get you back some stage. And also, yes. Jackie, the the former Players Association has take taken on a new form now, and you know we've got the Legends Lounge, which you need to come in and see. So whenever you're ready to come back to Bristol, please do get in touch, and uh, we'll we'll make it we'll make it happen. Yes, thank you very much, and thank you. Really, it was a pleasure for me. Great stuff. Thank you, Jackie. Thanks very much, Jackie. Thank Have you. a great day. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. Take care. Nigdy nie zagaśnie, a kto z nami nie wypije, jego piorun trzaśnie. A kto z nami nie wypije, jego piorun trzaśnie. Sto lat, sto lat, sto lat, sto lat, niechaj żyje nam. Sto lat, sto lat, sto lat, sto lat, niechaj żyje nam. Niech żyje nam, niech żyje nam. Zdrowiu, szczęściu, pomyślności, niechaj żyje nam.